I'm Matt Bronger. This might help. I am not a doctor. This might help. I'm not a professional. Let's have fun. This honestly is a good time. I'm Matt Bronger. This might help the podcast. Welcome to This Might Help, the only advice podcast that has ever mattered, ever, ever, ever. Uh, thanks so much for the nice ratings and for the, the kind words. And, and thanks to people who call. I, I, I know it's weird to call and leave a message and just, you know, uh, spill your heart out and everything, but that's what anonymity is for. Uh, today, I have a friend who's very brilliant and very smart and very funny guy. Uh, I won't make it too weird because he's looking at me right now. Uh, Baratunde Thurston is here. How are you, sir? Hello, not Dr. Bronger. <laughs> That's my mom. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you for having me. It's good to be here in the 15th version of your podcast.Retty much, pretty much. Yeah, I think that's in dog years, yes, or podcast <laughs> years. This is my third. You have one right now called uh, Having a Moment, correct? We're, we're having a moment. We're having a moment. Yeah. Yeah, and what, what, is, what is, can you, do, is there a log line? Is there a layout so people can get the idea? Yeah, yeah, th that is a show, a short series. It's six episodes. Mm. And the point of that series is to explain and kind of define this wild moment in U.S. history with the pandemic and the revolution and the racist president and like <laughs> all of it, all of it yeah. at once. There's a lot happening. And so I felt uh, like trying to explain it. So I bring people to folks around the country and even around the world to help us break it down. And you should leave with a better understanding of what's happening and why it matters. That's amazing. Well, I mean, I will say I, I do give you a lot of shit because you're a very smart guy. You know, <laughs> it's like I, I, I hope you think you understand there's absolutely no shade, but I am. I'm, no, no, no I'm not, I don't take it that way. I'm very impressed by 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 your mind and, and, and your credentials, uh, because like, like when I, I, I will you can buy those, right? You, can just... <laughs> you know, a guy Amazon I, I... will just sell you credentials now. <laughs> I'm sure you're right. I was uh, talking to a friend. And I was, I mentioned that you were coming on the show and they were like, well, how do I know that name? What does he do? And I was very stuck on that because it's like to explain, uh, you know, you're, well, you're not only, you're, you're a, uh, off the top of my head, writer, performer, mm -hmm. uh, activist. And um, what, what, what am I leaving out? Like, what would you add to that? Person. Sure. Per I meant professional, <laughs> good friend, drinking buddy. I mean, I could have gone to all other yeah. things you are to me, but you know. But, but no, I mean, I, I, you're not the only one. I have struggled with this too, Matt. Uh, yes. And so I think my website at baritunday.com currently says writer, activist, comedian. Yeah. Uh, and I try to blend, but I'm just like, I care a lot about the world and I don't just want to comment on it. I want to roll my sleeves up or if they're short sleeves, like, roll it up even tighter, put a pack of cigarettes in there, but it wouldn't be cigarettes because sure. it's not really a habit I support. No. It'd be like an empty pack formerly held with maybe like CBD sticks. Yeah. Gnaw on. Uh-huh. Uh, and, and, you know, do some work too. Yes. Uh, I so yeah, I, I am uh, unfocused in certain ways to the outside world. Yeah. But that core for me is I, I care. And I, yeah. I found a way to communicate where people listen uh, more mm -hmm. often than not. So I'm going to keep saying and writing and performing. The Good. Yeah. yeah. I mean, as, as, as well, you should, it's, it's so funny. I, I always, I always think of us as being very similar in certain ways. And I think that might be it because we, mm. we, we, we do, Oh, God save us. We do care. 
Yeah. And that's something that like, you know, as a stand-up comedian, it's like, I don't have a lot of stuff about like, look at these dummies. It's very divisive. Yeah. I don't have a lot of us versus them. I, you know, but I will pick out certain things where I think someone's being so, so insanely selfish. It almost, it, it's funny to me. And then, okay, that becomes a joke. Yeah. But I, I, a lot of, a lot of com comedy has often been like, look, us in the room, we're cool, but you know who sucks? And it's like, I get that. That is a one, that is one way to unify. And I'm not yeah. blanketing all of that and saying, but it, it does, it, you know, sometimes it is that thing where, and I write, I have friends who write, strictly from an asshole perspective, which I respect. Mm -hmm. It can like, be very funny. Very I kinda, thank you. But like, I, I can't, I kind of can't too often because yeah. it just doesn't, it doesn't come off. It's me. That's so we, then we do have that in common. I remember, I don't remember the joke anymore. It was a long time ago in Boston, kind of earlier in my journey as a comedic person. Mm. And I tried to write like those jokes <laughs> and it just came across as like, the pacifist kid trying to pick a fight. And there's like, how do you, you know, you know what sucks? Other people <laughs> take, the, you know, it just, it, it rang false. Uh -huh. And, um, and then there was, there were, there was a few times we did like a roast show down in Jamaica Plain. Oh, and yeah. I just had to give the jokes to someone else because <laughs> they were devastatingly, horribly mean and mm -hmm. pretty funny. And I could not put my name on that. I was like, yeah. that just, it, it still felt bad, but I'm like, but this yeah. is a joke for someone who doesn't think this way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it just that's, it, it, it didn't that's the only time I've ever comfortably written stuff that was cruel is when I would write like roast jokes for roasting friends. Right. You know, uh, I remember in Chicago, we were saying goodbye to this friend of ours who he's now, he's now moved on to writing. He writes like hour long dramas and stuff, but he was like, back then he was just like, I mean, alcoholic stand-up comic uh uh and and uh you know i remember doing this bit of uh pretending to be philip seymour hoffman's character from uh, boogie nights where he's in the car right. and he's like he's he, you know he, he's he's in love with dirk diggler and stuff and he's he's like can I, can I just show you my car and so and i would sit by him and go can i can i show you and he's like really embarrassed on stage and I'm, I'm, it sounds like I'm doing this big, really passive, like, I love you character. And then I'm just screaming. I'm like, you're a fat drunk who doesn't deserve his wife. And it got like a standing ovation and his, his wife's in the back, like applauding. And like, he's been in AA now for like yeah, years yeah. or something. But it's like, and it was even then he knew, you know, it wasn't anything like I've never talked about it. He would talk about it the day after every single bender, you know, where, yeah. so it was like, but that is the only time where I'm just like, oh, I have to, I have to reset this bone. In mm -hmm. this person's leg, I, like, it's just gonna hurt so bad. Yeah. It's for your own good. Exactly. And it's gonna hurt me more than it hurts you. Yeah, in my heart. Yes. And yeah. I feel like you know. Well, you 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 wrote the book How to Be Black. I did. And uh, that carries a great deal of weight, I'd imagine. Mm -hmm. I've never asked you that, but have you? Does is has has that been uh, uh, a hard thing to bear in terms of writing? Like a, like a cross? Not a cross. <laughs> like, <laughs> like a, has it been? I don't like know. A, like a rucksack? Like a, like yes, a, a, rucksack. a rucksack is a better analogy because yeah. it, it, you know, the, 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 the weight of a people. Yeah. You know, um, you know it's, I didn't think through it. <laughs> God bless. <laughs> or else I might not have done it. Mm -hmm. um, at times it is a burden. I wrote the book as an invitation. It was, it's a comedic welcoming memoir 
for black people and for non-black people. There's different stuff for different folks in it. And uh, and it's done well, and it's opened doors for me. It's also encouraged people to approach me in moments where I may not always feel like being approached. Mm-hmm. And so uh, in that sense, there is a sometimes a burden of, oh man, I set myself up as this like friendly, patient, welcoming voice. I don't always feel friendly or patient or welcoming, um, but that's out there. So it luckily it's not all the time and mostly I'm just grateful, but I'd be lying if I said it was just good. Right. And in, in a moment like the one we're in mm-hmm. with Derek Chauvin and the police and the revolution, I think that's what, I think this is what it feels like. It's like, is this the revolution? I think it's a revolution. I think it's happening. The yeah. feds are expending all their surplus tear gas right now. Yep. I think that's it. In Portland, of all places. No, in one block. I one wouldn't block. have picked Portland. No, I'm from there and neither I would really I. really wouldn't have. Yeah, you you would know uh-huh. more than me. Are these the revolution people that you... You know, I mean, there there's a, there's a lot of angst and there's always been a lot of, hey, why isn't this like this? Yeah. It should be like this. That's almost, it used to almost annoy me. Where I, in my mind, when I was younger, I'd be like, no, but you've got to go through certain channels. And they'd be like, fuck those channels. Yeah. And it was, and one reason it annoyed me is because it was always jobless white people that were telling me that. And I don't mean, I'm not saying jobless as in a grown man who's been through a few jobs. I mean, a 21 year old who never tried, right. you know? And like, so like, there is that, there is that angle of, of extreme leftism that's always been in Portland. Uh, to the point where it's like, oh, I'm going to start the revolution. I'm just going to break the windows of this luxury sedan that's just out here. And then you're like, hey, that belongs to, you know, this person that is doing things for good. You don't know who owns that car. Yeah. You know? And so it's, it, I get it. It's like we, everyone, I see this a lot of times, everyone wants life to be Star Wars. You blow up the Death Star and we're done. We won. We're done. Mm. We can win through, through violence. We blow up one thing. We kill Dracula and all the vampires die. That doesn't exist. But, I will say in this care in in this case the obstinance that Portland has in of all ages and races of just no but we want everyone to love everyone is kind of uh, it's create it's creating an example which I didn't think it, it would which I'm I'm proud of my parents protest in a safer area they're okay. in their 70s but I mean it's downtown is where they're gassing everybody but you drive anywhere in Portland there's people with signs that yeah. are like I can't go I'm immune deficient. I can't be around people, but here I, I'm, I'm on my porch all day with this sign, you know, like that's it. So I'm, I'm proud of them. That's know? a good story to tell, man. Thank you. Yeah. That, yeah. It's, I, it, that's the best nutshell I can think of. Cause I, I honestly, as an outsider, I wouldn't have looked at it because people, people, most people not from Portland, they, they have, they think it's all Portlandia and that, that's a big part of it. But you know, it also, it's, it's got a lot of history that was never covered because it was never celebrated. Mm. You know, so um, yeah, it's, it's it's interesting. But yeah, back to your point, I think it's the closest thing I've ever seen to a revolution happening. Yeah, yeah. So so in this moment, then mm-hmm. there's a lot of people showing up, kind of knocking on the door, like, excuse me, Mister Mister Black, is it? Uh, <laughs> how do I be less bad? I don't know. Is that a right question? What do I do? Yeah, yeah. Help, you know. Um, and, and and but I have I have mostly sent that signal out, and I am. 97% of the time, very good with it. So it hasn't felt like a burden more than it's felt like a blessing. Yeah. And, and, and it's funny, you know, I didn't I make, mean to make it as heavy as I might have, but 
I, I'm realizing, I, I feel like I almost got the answer as I asked because I realized because you are a very funny person and a very affable person, you were the one to write that book. Yeah. Whereas, you know, if, if you had someone that was, uh, that really, really believed that title and was like, there's only one way, listen to me. Right. Then, you know, <laughs> I, I, I think the title is definitely a hook. That title, the title of that book would be like, this book isn't for you. And you're like, I wonder if this, no, I guess not. I guess it's not for, I guess it's not for me. This very strong Fair enough. person. Yeah. Fair enough. He's on no the phone. room for it, me. It's not selling. I don't know what to tell you. It's, <laughs> it's not moving. You shouldn't have called it. This book is not for you. Yeah. <laughs> now I want to, I kind of want to sell that book. You should do a second edition. Yeah. Like you're looking over your shoulder. Like you're, you're, they get a shot of you walking out the door. Yeah. Just like hoarding information. Oh, who are you? Yeah. Don't come after me. This is, this book is not for you. <laughs> what, well, what, what, um, what insights have, have you gained that you didn't think you'd have uh, during this time? Because I, I, I think we're all, we're, all, we're all being privy to these strange new perspectives. Yeah. You know? Um, insights I've gained. I mean, I was, I was already pretty insightful, so. Yes, see, that's why I asked you, because you're, you're, you're <laughs> like, the next level. Could I, you know, could I still learn things? Is that? Beyond things that we'll get next is week. Is that even possible to know? <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm digging, I'm digging, Matt. Give okay. me a second. So I have learned um, how much anger I have hmm. that I didn't always recognize or acknowledge because of, you know, you just used the word affable, like I am and don't go out of my way to try to be. I think of it, I'm just naturally like pretty easygoing, open to most people. Smile is like a default setting. But a lot of how I have shown up in the world is because of survival training. Like yeah. me showing up mad and angry is just a threat to myself. You know, if yeah. I'm doing that in the wrong room with the wrong people around, yeah, maybe yeah. it means I don't get called on. Maybe it means I do get called on in the worst possible way. Uh -huh. So I have in this moment, you know, I just, I've had a lot of like physical tension, anxiety. I've cried a lot. Um, this summer and it wasn't just because of watching Hamilton like a lot that's that's a contributing factor I'm not gonna say it wasn't Hamilton right but it's like a spectrum and uh and I was like oh I've probably been angry for decades mm. and haven't been allowed to express it and I think there's um just sort of fury not just anger but like fury like this this country, these people, mm -hmm. ah, you know, and it's, and, and I've, the, the level of nonsense I've accepted and then acknowledged uh, lately is like, oh, that's, that's bullshit. Yeah. So that's, that was that, that's a level of insight. I, I wouldn't say I was an angry person, mm -hmm. but then I have found myself like needing to exercise more and breathe more deeply and like tap into personal stuff that I've been sitting on. And this is like, shaken the scaffolding of myself yeah um I'm like, oh what's what's that oh that's a little that's a little thing from childhood you never you never dealt with <laughs> yeah. taking it out on your partner right now racism you know it's like but yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah um and if there's another thing that's like way more internal than i ever expected when you asked that question this might this might help matt uh this podcast is well named 
<laughs> See what you did there. Um, yeah. I think just how hard this all is. Yeah. It's, and it's very hard. You saying that out loud is is almost a kind of a backcracker for me. Like it may stretch because it, it is. It's that thing where uh, I think just to say it, uh, it, we're beyond the point of being like, you know, when you don't want to admit something because admitting it makes it real. Yeah. That's beyond uh, for, for most rational people. It's, and you're just like, you got to say like, this just, this sucks so bad right now. Yeah. And you know, for most people, including myself, uh, it's one of those things where it just didn't, it just didn't suck for me. Right. You know, uh, uh, I had my, you say that. Yeah. I had my own versions of suck. Yeah. It was that thing where it was just like, yeah, this has always been yeah. a huge number of people around the globe. Um, and has not been as bad for, you know, people who look like me. Right. And it's that thing where we're, where it, it starts, it starts with a, with an attempt to understand and, you know, and, and to, and to learn, but then, then, then without action, where are we? We're nowhere. So you kind of got to decide, you know, hmm. uh, you know, not even, you got to, you just have to decide, you yeah. have to decide if you're going to be part of the solution or part of the problem, because there really, there isn't, there isn't a middle, you know? No. And there's, and there's no quick fix. Yeah. And this is, there's no death star to blow up. <laughs> there isn't. I wish. I mean, there are some things that probably could be blown up, and we sure. would certainly, absolutely certainly feel better, like a good explosion. Yeah. Well, I get. It. I mean, it's like the Confederate statues. Yeah. That's got to be a blast to tear those down, especially because they were only put up, you know, during the the, the civil rights movement. It's yeah. Just, it's oh man, it's just insane. So pull them. You pull those down anyway, and like you know, people can argue with me online about, oh, it's history and stuff. I'm like, yeah, we don't have statues of Hitler. Um, he's hit, he's history. But it, it, it's also, it's like, I get why people tear those down. Because mm -hmm. that, is, that is like the thing. It's like, oh, it's a, it's a, a material, non-living thing. A tangible object that I can actually remove. Yes, cool. exactly. I can't exactly. reach inside of someone's mind. Right. And shift yeah. things around. Exactly. Not as quickly. Uh, mm -hmm. As I can remove this Jefferson Davis statue. Yeah, yeah, you're, you're uh, blowing up a Jefferson Davis statue does not eliminate redlining that is exists and does exist. You know, for plus there's, there, I think people are missing some of the opportunity here. Like removing statues means new statues. That's jobs. That's construction. Yeah. That's <laughs> artisans. Oh, yeah. You know, that's committees like task forces. Mm -hmm. that's a whole engine of creativity right. and economic growth and activity. So that's pretty dope. And then if you were, and I'm not saying we should, but if you were to gather all these statues in a central location or several and apply explosives to them, oh, yeah. what a spectacle. Like it's you true. could charge for that. You could have, you could throw ads against it, right? Yeah. Like the CPMs on the Confederate like explosion thon. <laughs> I want whatever the equivalent of front row seats is to that. Uh -huh. Or I want my face, like I would pay extra to have my face on screen mm -hmm. when they're doing it. And so you could have sponsored by right. like all these brands that are always trying to like do the right thing for black people, just like sponsor the Confederate statue explosion festival. Mm -hmm. um, and then wow. that money can go toward like the reparations fund. It's it all perfect. And yeah. I, it makes me think of what's that. That's a, there's a bar in Las Vegas in downtown that now it's surrounded by everything. It's very hip. 
I think it was called the Atomic Cafe. If I'm not oh yeah, where they watch the nukes from yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. I, they, I, they, I they drank there. The so it's like you can't sit that close because it's, it's solid metal and it's getting blown up. But like you know, you could binoculars. It'd uh -huh. be like it'd be like a night at the opera for all of us. And, just, and, and, and the sound effects again, like you could do. You have some super slow mo cameras, drone footage. Yes. You could pay for extra angles, like sure. you know, with a. It's like pay per view, right? Uh -huh. It's, yeah. sports. it's sports, you know, <laughs> like we we don't have it right now. Like even baseball, yeah. we try to bring it back. And then yes. coronavirus yeah. is like, I hate baseball. Which, would, you know, I would even say you could set up the statues in a field and then you you have people bid on on military weapons. Like yeah. I want to I want to hit this with a rocket launcher. And you're like, all right, well, that's going to cost you a clean hundred thousand. Yes. Like, well, you know, I'm Bezos second in command. I have that kind of money. And this yeah. is it all goes through reparations yeah oh that's, that's think, this is a great business idea, idea. <laughs> all right so we got a book uh this isn't for you yes and uh and then we have a like an event media mm -hmm. backdoor reparations kind of yeah bad statue blow up bids that's just yeah. off the top of my head i don't love it we can beat that that title yeah. we'll, we'll we'll brand it we'll come back to that brand it. We'll, we'll get that on pay-per-view so <laughs> before we do the calls do you yeah. get i you have to i ask everybody this but do you you probably you get asked advice by a lot of people i'm imagining yeah oh yeah i do okay so okay so great so you're made for this um and this will be fun and one as you know, I don't hear the messages first. You don't. Hear, you haven't heard them, so uh, we're listening to this at the very same time. Whoever's yeah. listening to this, so uh, roll it, Renee. Hey, Matt and company, um, giving you guys a call just because I sent an interesting text message to you, and you wanted me to explain on your podcast. So I use Instagram as my social media, and I speak to whomever would want to chat. Speaking with a friend that I've actually been speaking with, with uh, for quite some time. Uh, I mentioned that I was traveling, and on my way back home, I have become quarantined for two weeks due to the fact that I work for a hospital, which is rightfully so. I should be quarantined for traveling, uh, so it's for the safety of the hospital I work for. We chatted about what I'm doing during my quarantine, and I mentioned a few things that I do. I read, I game, I work out, and I masturbate. Granted, I would rather have sex than masturbate, but I kind of can't do that on quarantine. As I kind of went into that conversation of masturbating, I was asked how many times. I did so in a week, and I replied as many times as I need to, if not every day. I then was scrutinized for masturbating every day by a man. I thought that was kind of interesting. Um, what is your take on it? Wow. Uh -huh. um, I didn't never know what you're going to get, man. Or where it's going to end. Yes. Uh, I, I thought I was, I was waiting for more. Um, <laughs> yeah. Not like that, not more detail, but just like, I, get, I know what you the, meant. What's yeah. the challenge? All right, so how do, how do we do this? Do we- so uh, I'll, I'll let you, you just go ahead and I'll let you take uh, for, first crack. And okay. uh, I have I have some ideas. I'm, I'm sure we might have parallel thoughts, but you go ahead. Yeah, so um, do what you gotta do, sis. Like, yeah. it's your body, you know? And, and when you're, God, I mean, even without a quarantine, like if you wanna masturbate every day, that's like 
your science given right to do so. Um, and I, I, I think it's interesting that I don't, I would be curious about the closeness of the relationship with the person she was communicating with. Cause I don't typically voice that I masturbate over social media. Yeah. And so like that level of sharing, mm -hmm. I think is beyond anything I would find myself doing. Um, so I'm like, who was this a good friend or was this just like a random, because the way she set it up, yeah. She's like, yeah, I just, I hang out on Instagram and I, I'll talk to whoever. Mm -hmm. And so, so I, you shouldn't be shocked if like random IG dude yeah. is like, you should save your masturbation for me. Like, which might be what he's, he's like jealous um, mm -hmm. that you get to touch you and he doesn't. Um, so that's, that's my first round. But I, so I think, yeah, masturbate as much as you want. Maybe don't talk about it to IG strangers because it will invite situations like this. But then if you didn't, I wouldn't have had this opportunity right now. Yes. So thank you. Right. <laughs> well, I, I think I think her thing was she's, you know, I don't know, but I'm imagining she is probably engaging in um, DMs with, you know, uh, men here and there mm -hmm. to kind of just have, have communications, have, you know, interactions and uh perhaps as a guy she looked at his pictures and she finds him attractive or something mm, and they keep talking I like the story but, like and this. and so but 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 his i hate to say it but i think he's just negging her i think he was just go she was just like he was they got into talking about masturbation who knows how yeah and and he said something like whoa how often do you you know and then she was like every day and he was just like that's a lot and but I, all, that's all I can think is he just wanted to be like that guy that like, you know, put that whole bad boy idea in her mind where it's like, oh, this guy's dark, you know, this guy's cool and controlling. He doesn't care. He's a rebel. He's mean, like Han Solo. So like, it's, it's that, that bullshit that, that oldest trick in the book. And, and, um, you know, I like that. I like that she is kind of incredulous about it because mm -hmm. it is, it's, it'd be, it'd be one thing if, if you were, you were a, a, a guy and you're, you're messaging with someone and and there and this this woman is like i've never masturbated and you're like really you know like you'd be in your mind your first thought would be that's insane you probably wouldn't write that's insane yeah but if if a woman wrote oh i masturbate every day i don't think my first thought would be that's insane I you know that's too much it's also it's just uh for him like why do you have an opinion yes or what is the right number mm -hmm. right Yes. If, if she said every other day, would you be like, oh, it's the perfect amount of masturbation? Like, <laughs> like, they actually have a chart. That's that's know? what's advised in the New England Journal. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, where, where are you getting your masturbation quota recommendations from? Because <laughs> um, I have no idea, like, what might be too much for yeah. a woman to masturbate. And I'm not going to Google that because that's going to ruin my no. internet experience for the next yeah, and you're going to get and you're not going to get a, a a technical answer because no, i probably land at this dude's blog <laughs> why once a day is too much yeah he still has a tumbler and that's what it's, it's going to be there yes he's he 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 works in in uh in hr uh for, <laughs> for this for you know you know amazon or something anybody in on the on the website he's wearing a lab coat to look yes technically correct yeah. That was, that was fascinating. I, I think he's just, I, I think he's just, uh, yeah, I mean, what Baratuna said, it, to nail it to a T, it's just, you know, do you, literally. Like it, it's <laughs> Nice. 
That's Thanks. wrap. Oh, Thanks. that's it. Thanks that's very much. Yeah, that's we don't need another call. So let's cut it. Uh, <laughs> it, it. It's yeah. It's just it's there's no. I, I I think I think you've got your head on really straight, caller, and and I and I think you are doing you're doing great work. You're working in a hospital. You're very smart. That you're quarantining the right length of time. You know, um, uh, uh, we had an episode once where there was a woman who was uh, polyamorous and she was also um, immunodeficient. And she had to basically tell her lovers, you can't come over anymore. But she had one dude who was very persistent and was like, I'm fine. I don't go anywhere. And it was just like, do not trust this guy. You know, mm -hmm. so that that was like that a heavy, heavy, heavy kind of version of of a, of a, a perhaps a, a man with sketchy tendencies, way more heavy version of than this. You know? Yeah. With this, I think she, I think her spidey sense was tingling and she just knew she's like, no, like this is right. This doesn't feel right. Who says that? You know, I, I'm trying to say what I would, I, I think even if a woman was like, I masturbate every 10 minutes, I think I would just, I, I would think I would just write back, wow. I don't think <laughs> I would be like, what are you, I mean, I, 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 that sounds insane to me, but again, I don't know. But once a day does, it just, bottom line, it doesn't sound crazy to me. No, no. And, and if, I think if someone is volunteering information yes, that she masturbates every 10 minutes, any response is okay. Like not, not abusive, of course, but I think that is a technical feat. Yeah. Uh, and so I'd have questions. Um, yes. I would certainly like engage in a scientific quest mm -hmm. to understand like how, how exactly, mm -hmm. and like, what do you, right? What, you go to the, like sleeping bathroom walks around the block. Around the, like you have a fake arm that goes into your dress. Yeah, and your you arm is switch down. off. Is it automated? You know, mm -hmm. <laughs> have you designed some sort of mechanism? Yeah. To, is there like a robot involved? Get the job done while you're strolling, while you're grocery shopping. Yeah. Once a day, it's just, it's like saying like, how often do you go to bed at night? Right. Once. <laughs> I know once. Well, you sleep every day? Well, yeah. That's too much. I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna I have to report this conversation. Yeah, Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah, there, there will never not be a thing that men will judge you for for not being uh, enough of a man or something for something. It's got to be a guy who's like, you sleep more than three hours. You're basically a woman. <laughs> it's got to be so. It's like yeah. this, this guy in his mind has got to be. He, you know, you you masturbate more than once a month. You're you're not a pure lady or something. And yeah. that's that's. Uh, I mean, he's internalized some real damaging ideas um, mm -hmm. about women and probably about himself too. Yep. Maybe, yep. I hope he leaves us a message. Yeah, I would, hey man, if you're listening to this, call in and explain yourself. We will, we will, we will, uh, we will help you without judging. There I, I want your show to get to the point where we get like both people oh, yes. calling in. It's just that big. Incredible. And of course he hears this episode. Of course. Of course he might, it's, this might help. Yeah. It's, it's like fresh air. Yeah. Millions fresh. of listeners. Yes. Oh, that'd be incredible. So yeah, I, I think we've decided she's she's fine. And yeah. maybe don't don't need to communicate with that guy anymore. I don't right. know. You don't need it. So okay, Renee, roll the second call. Hi, my name is Blair, and I could use some help. I've been doing stand-up comedy for five years. I used to do it in a big city, and now I've moved to a smaller city before corona happened. And I was on a steady grind doing open mics, featured shows, hosting gigs, traveling. 
But with Corona and everything, I just feel so uninspired. And now with comedy coming back, I'm starting to feel less like myself. I used to have so much energy for it. I used to be so excited to see people, but the numbers are dwindling, and it's just really frustrating. Um, I would love to hear your input on this. Uh, it'd be a huge help for me. Um, thank you again for listening. Appreciate it. Bye. Thanks for calling, Blair. Um, well, uh, right off the top of my head, I'll just share what I've been feeling that reassures me. One, it's not going away. It's going to be there when we get back. Uh, when this, when we get through this, I don't know when that's going to be. Uh, B, there are alternatives, and uh, C, most of all, you just got to be careful. Uh, you risking your life or other people's lives to be telling jokes in a in a in a crowded bar is just not worth it. Right at this juncture, um, it's been a, it's been a, an easy thing for me because I have I have a pregnant wife and I'm basically not going anywhere. You know, I'm not going to go on the road. I'm not going to get on a plane. I'm not going to do a stand-up uh, gig and possibly bring something home. Uh, but I feel like everyone should kind of be thinking that way if they can. Um, there are options. There are, I, I, there are a lot of outdoor shows going on. Um, my advice to you, if you really got the itch and you really have the freedom and, and you, you sound like a young person, so you got that energy, you got that drive, and you probably got that free time, um, uh, start, a, start an open-air show. Talk to a talk to a place that still sells, uh, you know, drinks at a safe distance, and and see about getting some space, get a, like a spaced out uh, comedy show out in uh, in in on the back deck or a, a, a yard. If in if, since you, you live in a small town, you probably got a lot of places like that, and I think you both would be doing each other a favor. And then you get your weekly fix. So that's that's my advice. But most of all, just don't drive yourself crazy because this this is doing it enough for us. We don't need the help from ourselves to drive ourselves nuts. So, you know, deep breaths and, and yoga if you can. Fair tune day. That was great, Matt. Uh, <laughs> I was just like, this is like really good advice. I, I don't know if I don't have anything to say. It was like thoughtful and considerate um, and sound. I think, you know, the, help me out, Matt. What is, yeah. what is Blair saying the challenges? I, I think I think she misses comedy a lot, and she yeah. she she had she had some momentum going. Right. And I, I remember um, uh, Sam Sam uh, Morrell, uh, Morrell. I forgot to say Morrell. Morrell. Yeah. Funny guy. So funny. He he like about about a, a month into this, he tweeted, "It takes you ten years to be good at stand up comedy. It takes you uh, uh, to, of doing it to be a funny stand up comedian. It takes a month of not doing it to suck. It's been fun, you know. And and like that typical Sam Darkness, but like it, it it's it's not true. It's yeah. funny, but it's not true. It's we're all gonna be rusty as hell. Yeah. But uh, you know, so I think her main thing is kind of that 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 anxiety of wait, it's all going to go away. Yeah. Got it. Okay. So everything you said, I think I agree with all of it. Um, I wish I disagreed, but I'll, that'll happen. <laughs> it's just more fun if we'd like fight. Absolutely. Um, I get it. There, the good news Blair is most stand up comedians aren't working right now. Yep. And this is like you exist we all exist in a community and in a context and so it's not like you're the everyone's getting ahead and getting their reps in and you're sitting on the sidelines not getting able to being able to work out if anything you have a bit of an advantage it sounds like 
because there's no shows in the city where Matt and I live. Um, And maybe somebody's doing something in their backyard. Most of what I'm seeing and most of what I've been doing is online substitutes, which is just like screaming into my webcam and calling it comedy, Mm -hmm. which I have convinced people two times to pay for. That's pretty cool. Nice work. But it's not the same thing as like a venue and a room and the energy. And I had a friend who advised me early in this process on a a show that I was doing, like interviewing people about COVID. And she's like, this is going to be 18 to 24 months. And she said it in March, right before anybody was really saying that. And we were like, oh, by Easter, you know, we're just going to be doing what we were doing. Or maybe at the latest Memorial Day. I mean, how could this go beyond Memorial Day? And now it's clear this is going into 2021 and beyond, maybe super possible. So in that, um, I would encourage you to try to shift your energy away from mourning the loss of that habit and instead see if there's other advantages you can take of with solitude, with different pacing. Maybe this is a time to write. Maybe this is a time to storyboard some things. Maybe this is a time to collaborate with other comics in some workout sessions on FaceTime or WhatsApp or Zoom or whatever your preferred alternative to hanging out with people is. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's, I think it's as possible that you emerge from this period with a new burst of creativity and something to show for it as it is possible that you just feel like washed out and unpracticed. Like, I think you have that choice available to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's well said. That's well said. I, 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 it, this is a time to, to try to be creative, but I will say, and, and that's another point she brought up. It, it, she doesn't feel motivated. Like yeah. it, it is, it is extremely hard right now to generate. It's so hard and it's so hard for everyone because we all feel, you know, it, it's, it's hard to create something you love when you feel like shit. Yeah. And we all feel like shit. Uh, and it goes through stages. Sometimes it's, 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 uh, it's easier. Sometimes it's harder, but I mean, it's wild. I was, before this even hit, I was saying like, we, we have been privy to, or, or subject to an amount of anxiety that before, uh, you know, 20, uh, six, 17, I would have thought would be, um, unendurable, generally speaking, where it's like, I didn't, I, I, I haven't had an administration like this that has made me feel uh, every single day a new kind of fucked up, a new kind of angry, you know. Uh, but I won't even say I've built up like a, 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 a skin to it, mm-hmm. but we've all endured. And, I've, and, it's, and it's just been this beautiful thing where we've, we've kind of, we haven't lost ourselves. And, and so now we have this. Yeah. And so it's, it's, it's even worse and it's it's worse than we ever thought it would be but here we are and we're still here and we're still trying to be creative and and we're not running around like chickens their heads off cut off yeah screaming about well i mean some of us are i can't go to a bar that that shit but like the the reason why people are running around screaming is for good reasons yeah you know is for equality and 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 for transparency and to make make rights out of out of out of our wrongs and and so it's it's I'm, I, in a nutshell long story long as I <laughs> uh, uh it's just, okay blair just it's blair okay. it's okay don't be so hard on yourself to yeah. create 
Don't expect yourself to be so much. Have, I had a bubble a couple of days ago where I, I woke up and I thought of something that made me laugh and I wrote it down. And then I went and I got, uh, you know, contactless coffee from my, my local spot with a mask on. And I thought of something funny and I wrote that down and I got a couple little bit ideas and yeah. that hasn't happened to me almost at all this yeah. whole time where I just like, Oh, I thought of this silly dumb thing or something that happened, you know, a guy was incredibly rude to my wife and I when we were trying, we were looking at maybe selling our car uh, at CarMax and it just, he was such a dick, it was hilarious. But I don't know what this guy was going through. Yeah. An old white guy named Norm and he was just like, my wife was like, oh, we got quoted at a higher rate, rate uh, by Carvana. Then go to Carvana. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> like that, that angry, that angriness where, it, the angriness yeah. where it's like, he is treating you like I, like I got on his lawn, I threw a bag of dog shit down and went, eat it, dick face. And, and lit it on fire. And then, and then he saw me later and had to, I was a customer, so he had to be nice. <laughs> but I think, so what's beautiful about that, I, we, we choose, like your story just is a great reminder that we choose how to interpret yes. the world yeah, and yeah. especially our fellow humans. Yes. And, you know, you could take that really personally and you could be like, we're all struggling. What's this guy's problem? What does he think he's struggling worse than we're struggling? What kind of customer service is it? Take me to your, you could out Karen him. Like oh, you could sure. escalate, like I'll show you escalation. But instead, I think it's actually more fun to create a story about this yeah. guy. We're like, yeah. what happened? Like now I, I really want to know what leads a car salesman to shove a lead out the door to the competition. And talk to a, a visibly pregnant woman that way. <laughs> Like he, you know, if he would have like yelled in her face, I'd be like, all right, now, you know, I got to handle this. Oh, but dude. Because he was just, mm -mm, no. like he walked, away. he tried walking away with the quote. And we're like, hey, you gonna give us that? And he's like, yeah, came back and gave it to us. <laughs> like, I think someone ate his piece of cake. I think he was in there and he had a piece oh. of cake in the fridge and he had, you know, it's this tale as old as time. Note on it, do not eat this cake is Norm's. And someone ate his I... cake and left, and left the, the plastic thing from Gelson's on his desk. And like he just, he was like, that that just broke him. That broke I, him. I think in the in the late '80s, this guy had an idea to sell <laughs> books to sell books on the internet. <laughs> he he called it like books on the internet dot net, sure. and it flopped. And he found out that Jeff Bezos is worth a trillion dollars the same day you walked in, and was like, fuck everybody. I should be a trillionaire. It was up and go to Carvana. Fuck if I care. I should be Jeff Bezos. Not working at Carmax. <laughs> yes, and it was. It, it didn't break him until he found out that Bezos was going to be like the first trillionaire. Like yeah. he, he was. He was like. Otherwise, oh, he's like, oh, that's cool. That's cool. Life. You know, yeah. I got my, I got my 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 jam band that I rock out with. <laughs> he's doing his thing. I'm doing my thing. You know, like that's it. You know, we each have different paths, and you never know what's going to. And once it. Once it hit a number that is basically yeah. impossible, then it's- In, in a pandemic. In that, a pandemic, yes. I, Elizabeth and I were driving the other day and we drove past a big set of car dealerships on like the 101 or 134. Like, I sound so LA. I never talk like this before. <laughs> Water Road headed here, here. to a place and there's a bunch of car dealerships and I just haven't seen car dealerships in a while. Oh, and I was like, they must just be like giving cars away now. Cause who's going and test driving and 
no one's got extra money lying around and if they do are they using it to go buy mm -hmm. it just must have fallen through the floor so this guy to to just be like i don't need the sale you know i don't, I don't need the i don't need the purchase that's yeah. something happened to him all yeah. right sure for sure yeah i mean it's anyway but yeah that's 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 i i hope that helps blair you you just don't just don't let it drive you crazy yeah you know you will you will you will strike another gold vein just keep chipping when you can and yeah. and mask up always yes. always mask up yes for sure um okay let's do you ready? we got one more call and uh we'll do it okay uh roll Renee. Mr. Bronner, Mr. Thurston, um, just had a question of how do you get people to stop talking about stupid shit with politics and other things that you really don't want to hear about during this time without sounding like a complete asshole? Thank you guys very much. Mark from Ohio. Okay. OH. Thanks, Mark. I know. So Mark doesn't want to talk about politics. And and I think I think because he's because he's he's specifically saying talk with assholes, if I may, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. I think it's I think he because to extrapolate in my life, mm -hmm. I had an uncle who oh boy, you know, growing up. But here we go. Never, that never is a good start, you know. <laughs> um, Uncles are rarely the heroes. You know, they're the very funny, but sometimes, yeah. Like I, uh, he he was just. He, he was a guy who like, he knew my, my parents and I were definitely lefties, but like, it was, it was this thing where he'd be like, if we had a Republican in office, it wouldn't be like that. Like, no matter what the problem is, right. you know, where we never threw our problems around or our opinions around towards him. We would just kind of like, all right, man, you know, but I think he means someone online who just goes like, for example, I, I put a picture of my parents with my mother's protest sign that says the feds out of Portland, other side says racism kills. And they're protesting in a safe area. You know, like, as I said, and I got a lot of people who were just like, what are you supposed to do about destruction of property? What do you, you know, they, they, they were violent. And so the feds were sent in and it's like, that's not true, you know, like, and, and, you know, but it's like, I, I can't engage with those people because it's, I will never, I'm never going to get them to my side and it's just going to be a fight. And that's kind of what they want. Yeah. So maybe that's what he means, but I should, maybe I shouldn't uh, guess. That's the problem with some of these calls. They're so vague that I'm just like, yeah, I'm like, I, I depends on, is it me? Is it my post? Is am I the person bringing up politics? I'm like I talk about politics a lot. On, are you, is this like a like a subtweet? Basically, yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's like, do we have we we like if I had carrot top on next week, will we get that same question for? <laughs> He's like, I'm just tired of people talking about politics, and I don't want to be an asshole about it. But you know, you two talking about politics right now. I'm just saying. <laughs> no, no offense. Not for nothing. I'll take my answer offline. Uh, yeah, that it, it is hard. So w here's what's interesting to me, because I'm trying to be honest with myself. I want to know, do you remember his name? Uh, Mark. Mark. Right? Mark, yeah. So I, all I know is Mark's in Ohio. Yes. And I'm like, is Mark a liberal? Is Mark a conservative? Like, I'm, I'm being an asshole. Because uh, I'm like, well, it kind of depends on whose politics. Right, right, right. right of course. No, and I had the same not, thought. That's not how this should work. So I'm gonna acknowledge that first of all, mm -hmm. and just like name my bias. Um, and and I think it depends on what those other parties are doing um, and where this is happening. There's so much missing. Right. Uh, if, is this, you know, you're posting family stuff and somebody's jumping in 
with their preferred political slogan or motto? Uh, are they kind of denying some part of you that's just super frustrating? Um, the thing that I try to think about when it comes to like political arguments and stuff online is if you're at the stage of policy A, policy B, policy A, policy B, like that's not going to move anybody. Right. It's very aggravating. It's very annoying. If Mark, um, short of telling people to shut up, um, <laughs> try lobbing some questions at, at this other person. Uh, why questions and personal questions? Because you might find that you don't care for the political conversation, but you do care about the person. Yeah. And what they care about, which is probably not like a federal policy or like a candidate, it's something much more personal. Yes. Maybe some story there. So if you can, you know, as, as, as Matt and I just talked about with the CarMax guy, like be curious about them um, and, and try to find what that story in them might be. Uh, maybe that makes it more tolerable for you at a minimum, but it might lead to, oh, you actually do care. You just didn't like the way they brought this up. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's funny. You just reminded me that um, uh, uh, there was a there was a a, a friend who um, she had a uh, I believe it was a relative or someone she grew up with, and it was like the the the, the worst false equivalency I've I've maybe have ever seen. And I've seen some some doozies. I'm sure you've seen way more than me. Uh, but it, it was it was. Uh, why, why, why is this Confederate statue uh, so offensive, but walking around with your pants uh, hanging off your butt isn't? And there was a picture of a black man with no shirt on walking and he, his pants were slung low and it was, you know, you could see his underwear and it was just, wait, that's, that's it? Those that's are the two options? There should be a new. And, like, and what, my friend image. was like, my yeah. friend was like, you know, like, and all these people I know are writing, you know, ha ha, yeah, like, you know, there's, I could see them all, and she's like, I don't really know those people, and I'm like, and I was like, I don't even know if you should write on this, and she's like, but she's like, I really want to, and to my friend's credit, she wrote this perfectly worded thing that was like, I, I don't think you re like realize how racist uh, this this is coming off. Uh, as being and how the the one if even if you're offended by someone you, like you're t like she just worded it so perfectly and added like with respect you should think about the, uh, the with respect this post is prejudiced and it, that was like the last line and it was just like wow it was this thing where where you know my first inclination you know when you see something like that is you know you're out of your mind this person's crap blah 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 but like she just approached it so intelligently yeah and I'll, I'll send you like a screenshot of it or something. Jeez, that'd just be great. This thing that was just like, you know, and I, <laughs> it was just this thing of, of, of just because this person kind of was in her life and kind of is, I think still lives in her hometown. Yeah. Is like, you know what? I'm just not going to let this go. And I think that's, that's what more of, of, of more of us, me, yeah. us, my, you know, white people have to do. Which I got kind of engage and, 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 and break it down and i think you nailed it in terms of like like let's let's look at the person let's look at the motivation and and you know so there's i'm reading this book oh my goodness your virtual background oh, is blotting it out wait hold on I hold it closer to me there we go. no stranger a memoir manifesto of revolutionary love by valerie cower 
Yes. Awesome. So Valerie's great. I'm literally interviewing her for my new podcast right after being on your podcast. This oh, is what cool. this is what comedy people do. We just uh, <laughs> host podcasts. Uh, but I have this new show called How to Citizen with Baratunde. Nice. Uh, which is loosely related to the show you helped me with many years ago. Oh, yeah, right on. In, in New York City back oh, when uh, I could be there. I bring her up because she, this act of revolutionary love she talks about, is about listening to and acknowledging the humanity of your opponents, uh, uh, who she doesn't call enemies. She's like, opponents is like a more flexible, temporary status. Enemy is pretty hard-coded. It is. Um, and opponents can be situational, and then they can be your ally in the next move. So that engagement with the party is is valuable. I'm reminded of two other things. I know we're kind of running short on time, but it's very related we're, to Mark's okay. point. Yeah. Um, I had a friend of my sister's on Facebook continue to tag me on these rampant political posts. Oh. And I don't I don't really know this dude. Like my sister's nine years older than me, so I know her. Yeah. But it means he's like a decade older and we never, he's just some dude that might, like when I was nine, he was 18. <laughs> like that, there's a huge distance there and we never closed the gap. So you like back in the day when you're just like Facebook friend promiscuous, you're like, oh sure, friend, 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 friend. Everybody's a friend. This word means nothing anymore. Thank you, Mark Zuckerberg. And he kept tagging me in this stuff that was also nonsense. It didn't help. And so I wrote him, I was like, could you please stop tagging me on this? Right? Just like a, a, I think a friendly request given the insanity of the stuff he was posting. Of course. And he's like, what's the matter? You can't handle it? You love it? And I was like, unfriend. You know, it's just like yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not even going to tell you. I'm gonna, It's just done. Like, because yeah. we weren't really friends. The other case, though, and I will say is for Mark, it can be tempting to reply publicly yes. when people are bothering you with their online behavior. I would encourage an attempt through direct message first. Yes. And that is a, <clears throat> that's a sign of respect. It reduces the odds of people ganging up mm -hmm. on you or the other person, depending on kind of the power dynamics here. Yeah. And you give somebody a chance yeah. to sort of explain themselves and, and you look um, patient. Right. And then if it doesn't work out, then you, you know, go nuclear, obviously, um, <laughs> and make them wish they never created an account on the internet in the first place. Yeah. But you give them a chance with like a well-crafted, like a letter. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, and, and I, I, I do really love it when you those when someone have done like screenshots of what started as diametrically opposed. Yeah. And even with one person starting to say something so bananas that they should be written off. And then as it goes on and on, you see exactly what is eating at this person. And it probably isn't even, even the thing, you know, because it's it's so much of this is people feeling um, like they're not being listened to and they feel disempowered and they're just like, well, then I'm going to be this. Right. You know what I what I what I call the Richard the Third syndrome, where you're just like, oh, I'm a monster. Yeah, I'm a monster. Fuck. Yeah. You, you know, and I think that's a huge, a huge amount of the MAGA folks. And uh, and I think their 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 anger has been stoked and directed in the directions it shouldn't be. And yeah. that's to the benefit of, of, of certain people. And that's, I, I'm always, I'm always looking at situations as qui bono, like wh who's making money off this anger, who you know, benefits. Who, yeah. Who's, who's, who, who is benefiting from these people holding, you know, this, and, and it, and a lot of times it's just, it's, it's just strife. Some people just make money off stripes. It's it, it just, anytime I see it's like, there's a, there's a protest 
in Oklahoma City uh, against, you know, uh, people who might think of burning the flag. And there's seven people, seven, and they're all wearing flag stuff, which is not allowed in terms of the flag. You shouldn't right. wear it. Suppose that's the, that's as bad as, as burning it. But now like, let's not let consistency get in the way of a. You're right. Good point. Where am I coming from? <laughs> but it's, you know, I'm always like when I see that, I'm like, why is there a camera on these people? You know, and yeah. and why wasn't there more cameras? You know, after Trump was elected, and there were millions of us in the streets, why yeah. would that just keep getting shut off? And I was like, okay, you know, that's the thing where like the fix is in. I thought it was your 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 false um. What did you call the false equivalency with the statue and the <laughs> random shirtless black dude with his pants hanging out? What, by the way, was in fantastic shape. I you mean, know? if you're going to dress like that, have the body, you know, enjoy, enjoy your you shirtless and with your underwear I, showing. I just, you know, if we lived in a world where there were like hundreds of statues of shirtless black dudes with their pants hanging low and their boxers showing, that would that would make sense. You know, I would. I. I would also like love that world so much and I would refuse to live in any other world once we prove that it was possible to live in that one. So be careful. Do you, do you know Hugh Moore at all? No. Uh, he, he's, he's, so, he's written on all kinds of stuff. He's incredibly funny, but he had this joke that was so, that was, he was like, he's a black comedian. He's like, he's like, you know what the cheapest cereal is? And everybody was like, you know, calling stuff. And he's like, nah, it's this one only available in my neighborhood. It's called Lamont Crunch. And he's like, there's a, there's, he's like, Lamont's on the cover of the cereal. Lamont, and I'm like, man, how did Lamont get a crunch? And like that, that, it makes me laugh so hard because it's like, it's this fake cereal named Lamont Crunch. Yeah. Lamont's in the cover. And it's like, Lamont wasn't even ready for the cover photo to be, he's like, look, like what? And it went off. And he's like, there's vitamins in it, just loose vitamins dropped in, you know? And like, but like, that how did Lamont get a crunch is like, I want to see a statue like of Lamont and no, it doesn't explain who Lamont is. It just mm -hmm. says Lamont mm -hmm. and like, you know, no last name, you know, and it's just, and it just people, it blows their mind because they're yeah. like, who is this? Why is he in the center of this city park? You know, and he, <laughs> he even, he looks dazed. Like I want more statues yes. of just random human beings. Yes. Like you check them, you make sure they don't have any sex offender history or anything like that. But then other than that, just make a statue of this random guy who got fired from his job as a bus driver because he showed up hungover once. Or like something like that. Like whatever, like I want the average American statue of a, of a person. Yeah. I think, I think that's, I think your point of more statues is great. I love it. I think, you know, again, yeah, good business. We could all be celebrated. We're in the age of everybody gets a star, right? Anyways, maybe everybody gets a statue <laughs> or at least a rotating, you know, it's like a, like a residency, you know, mm -hmm. like, I get Thursdays in June yeah. and you get Fridays and you know, you just kind of have it and every citizen could like be on that pedestal. Someone had a note, had a, I uh, forget who said the joke, but like aren't Confederate statues, like exactly what your, the people who are defending them are against or just like, uh, 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 you know, participation trophies. Right. That's all they are. Yeah. Like you didn't win. You don't get a statue. Yep. Lost man. Statues, no. as as we as I said in that pilot that you gave me some great notes on four years ago, Matt. Oh my God! Uh, no, three. It was sorry, three oh, years ago. It's a big still, difference. Still. It's a big difference. Um, statues are for closers. Yes. Right. That was. I remember when that line occurred to me. I'm like, that's a, that's a that's good it. line. 
That's statues it. Statues are for closers. Participation trophy thing I saw tweeted, but I forgot that was your joke. That was statue. <laughs> well, yeah, and someone else, I think probably Joe Miller wrote that line because it's a very Joe Miller type of thing. Mm -hmm. Certainly okay. the room came up with that. It wasn't me. But the the Glengarry Glen Ross, I was like, I remember, I remember conceiving that joke. <laughs> and it's it's true, you know. I, I one of like I I don't like one of my uncles uncles again told taught me told me this is a weird like my, I have this weird lineage I keep learning new stuff about my yeah. family that's very odd like you know running booze through like Iowa and stuff like nice. that and like yeah and like um like my I had lunch with one uncle uh, when we were both in Vegas at the same time and I was I was doing shows and he was like he was like he was like you know a huge part of the family was mobbed up right and I was like what I didn't know that. How would I know that? And then, so like, but like, uh, uh, I when I was younger, I, I heard that there's, it, and it's supposedly it's on his gravestone. And this is, I mean, talk about uh, <laughs> the stupidest version of white privilege. Okay. Supposedly, this guy was the first white man killed in Indiana. <laughs> like, killed. That's a kill. that's like, a prize. I mean, did he just come up over a hill and wave? And just catch an arrow in the face? Like what happened? I want to know this. <laughs> what, what, what a horrible. And I haven't, it's like I was just thinking about that the other day. And I got I mean, like, honestly, the first guy to catch the arrow, it's it's the, he looks like this. <laughs> but he's big. He's very big. And you don't know what you're like, I, I'm not gonna take a chance. He's a large guy. I'm just gonna just fill him full of arrows. Build, build a cabin. He's like, I just want to make moonshine. Oh, he just want to make moonshine and build a cabin full of arrows. Oh God, that I I want, I want a lot of things. I want justice. I want an economy that works for all. Um, I want liberation for like a lot of people. But I also want a cartoon for you. Yes, I do too. I think I do. like that's a character. Like these characters, I don't know if it's like just your family tree gets. A, a, an animated series. I have a feeling there's like more uncles where that came from. Yes. Oh, there's and so many. Your parents sound fascinating. And yes. Okay. So just, I'm going to, there, I sent some intention right. into the universe for you. And we also, we got to get a statue of the, of the, the unknown shirtless pants hanging down man, you know, yeah. like a way mellower version of the unknown show. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. It's just, you're just like, Pants sagging. Statue Those for the unknown homie. Yes. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Yes. And I'm glad you named it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And then, and then a statue of the of the of the, the guy full of arrows. And he's just <laughs> <laughs> it's a stone statue. He's I, full of arrows. God, just, and, and I want it and I will design it. And it's it's an ungodly amount. Like there's so many arrows, you can't see his face. You can't. There's there's arrows in his feet. <laughs> there's there's arrows in the bottom of his feet. Like, there, we already, still have some arrows left. He's <laughs> already dead, and they're still shooting the bottom of his feet. It's, oh god, that's it looks funny. like a like a, the statue looks like a porcupine. You don't know what it is. Yes, you come close, and you're like, oh, that's 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 the that's the that's the the white guy they just call caught a bad one. Oh, that's so good. That's so good. Well, this okay. is a lot of fun, man. I oh, yeah. I'm glad we got to hang out. This is a, a nice physical distance, safe hangout. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, next time I should probably bring, bring a beverage. You're also fun to drink with. Yeah, man. Next uh, time let's have a drink. Yeah. Uh, but, um, 
best to you, best to Elizabeth, and uh, and great talking to you, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. Give my love to Kara, and good oh, luck with the new life that you're forming together. Thank you, buddy. Thanks yeah. Thank you, Renee, uh, and thanks to all the, the callers. Is uh, really This is a cool-ass show, man. Hey, I'm really glad you had me on. All right, peace. All right, take care, brother. Hey there, thanks for listening to This Might Help with Matt Bronger. Uh, if you have any advice you need, uh, just give me a call. Uh, and first things first, just do not judge it. Try to be a little more specific uh, and, and don't go on too long, but don't overthink it. Just call 323-763-0228. 323-763-0228. You will talk to no one. You will hear me, a recording of me, and a beep, and then go to town. 323-763-0228. This Might Help with Matt Bronger was created and hosted by me, Matt Bronger. Produced by Outer Circle Media. Executive producers Matt Kleinschmidt and Robert Kelly for the Laugh Button Podcasts.